Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hello everyone, this is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. My Savior is coming back for me. And you know why I always say that? Because I want to remind my spirit that he has not left me alone. He is in fact coming back. So for me, and I pray for you as well, that that gives us great hope and comfort. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I want to talk about the heart because this morning I'm in my downtime, quiet time studying. Actually, I was in the book of Proverbs and um, I was reading something and it just reminded me of the condition of man's heart. And so I was, and then that brought to mind Jeremiah, okay, where he was talking about the condition of the heart. And just to remind us what that scripture was, hold on, let me, let me pull it up here because it says, talking about the heart, that how the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately, desperately wicked. Who can understand it? And I'm thinking, wait a minute, because I know what it was. I today had some service people come over to bring me a replacement dishwasher, right? Long story short, they could not fully install it because my water, my hot water vial knob thingy up under the sink wouldn't turn off. And so now I got to wait for the plumber to come for them to install it. Okay, so I'm sitting on a sofa. So after they left, I'm looking at my window and I see that they are having trouble starting the truck back up. Okay, so, you know, the... Samaritan heart in me was going to go and ask them because I, I see that they're having trouble. I don't know how far they come if they just stuck out here in the middle of nowhere. So I was thinking, well, maybe I will have them come inside and wait until help arrives, you know, and because um, it's cold today in Central Texas, friends, it is cold for us we're freezing. Okay. So anyway, immediately the Holy Spirit was like, wait a minute, hold on. 
you're female, you're by yourself, and these are two men, okay? See, it was cool when, you know, he's coming in here trying to look at the machine, and then I had an agent from my lease and management company here, you know, so, you know, if anything was to go down, oh, Miss Pearlie, okay, I call my firearm, Miss Pearly. If anything goes down, oh, she got a whole lot to say. So anyway, I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing them trying to start this truck and there's nothing happening. And so, you know, the Christian in me was going to say, oh, if y'all having trouble, why don't y'all come on inside where it's nice and warm if y'all want some tea while y'all wait for help. And the Holy Spirit gave me a huge check. Hold on, wait a minute, because not everybody's heart is good. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, that's right. Hold on, wait a minute. I do want to help. But at the same time, I am not trying to put myself in a situation where danger can now be the on top for the day. So... That would make me also think about the person's heart. Because like I said, if we just saw in Jeremiah, just how deep and dark and deceitful and desperately wicked the heart is. So I needed to slow my roll. And then that was started me, the inspired thought to start this podcast talking about the human condition of the heart because we see that uh, we need to be born again, okay? Because if we leave things the way that they are with this darkened heart, oh, we're going to be in trouble when the Lord Jesus Christ calls us up out of this body suit. So I was making some notes and like I said in my previous video, I mean video, podcast, because since I do write, I am a self-published author. So I'm a bit of a wordsmith. And especially when I am studying in the word of God, I like to milk everything that I'm reading just to, you know, give me a better understanding and give me insight. So before we go any further, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you today with this burden on my heart. Speaking of heart, that you said that the heart is desperately wicked and and deceitful above all things. And who can understand it? And that is so troubling. So, Father, I ask that you give me the words to convey what that really means and what that means for us now that we are in Christ. Father, I thank you for your love and your mercy and your gift of repentance. Father, we can't do this without you. We need you. We do. And so, Father, I ask for wisdom today. I ask that the Holy Spirit move on me. And may I only speak your thoughts and your ways. Let it be none of me because I don't know anything. Anything that I thought I knew, it is rubbish. It is rubbish, okay? Because I get my wisdom from you directly. 
And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so, yeah, getting back to this heart thing, okay? Hold on. Let me slide this over here so I can see what I'm doing. So, like I said, I'm a bit of a wordsmith. I like to look at a word to really flesh it out, okay? Because, see, for me, the way how my brain works, if I see a word um, in, in its meaning in several different lights, it just opens up my imagination to be like, oh, wait a minute. So that's all that entailed in that word. So when I see a word like deceitful, and we all pretty know much what deceitful means, it means that you are trying to deceive someone from the truth to bring to them another scenario because you have a secret motive or some secret hidden evil agenda. And so it's like a sleight of hand. While you having them look at your right hand, back over here on in the left hand, oh, it's all something else going on over here. So there is a lot of treachery okay, and cheating and underhandedness that's going on. And if God is saying that this is what in my heart, oh, it just laid me out this morning. And like I was saying about wanting to help those uh, gentlemen, I had to think twice again, not that, you know, I'm judging anyone or saying, oh, they are up to no good. But to see, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is where wisdom, godly wisdom has to come into play, especially like in my situation, I'm a single female. Okay. And, um, I ain't got time to be laying somebody out on my carpet because you don't know how to act. Amen. Okay, so like I said, I want us to look into the word deceitful because if we pull it all in context, we're uh, in verse nine, right? Jeremiah 17, where the Lord said, the heart is deceitful above all things, above what things, like above everything, so that's, that's saying a lot and how it is desperately wicked. Now in yesterday's video, or maybe, why do I keep saying video? Because I'm used to doing YouTube on yesterday's podcast. I believe when I was talking about, or maybe it was the one before the other day, but anyway, I was looking at this same scripture, but then we were dissecting the word desperately, okay? How desperately wicked and sick and, and chronically, miserably, uh, irretrievably sick that, that heart is. And so I want to now dissect the word deceitful because if we take a look at some synonyms, okay, is a lot of them and we're going to go through them all okay because we have to get a, an understanding of what this heart is looking like and especially 
if we are trying to be in any relationship with another human being from the gate, we got to start looking at stuff like this instead of the outer appearance. Cause you know, everybody has their representative. He or she is the one that shows up first. Okay. Because see this deceitful heart thank you holy spirit is in the background okay okay because see that person is not going to bring the deceitful heart on the first date oh no 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 their representative will always show up and so when we are operating in the wisdom of god working through the holy spirit to give us discernment Okay, and red flags and promptings and checks in our belly to let us know, uh uh, let us not no longer push those things to the side and have the mindset at the door that this is this is the posture that we're coming from when we dealing with another flesh human being. Listen. In these days, in these last days, okay, because see, Paul done told us over there in Timothy what people are going to be like, how they're going to act, what their disposition is, and it ain't good. It's not. So, with that being in mind, coupled with Jeremiah 17, 9, 10, it's any wonder that we would want to talk to another human being. So, anyway... Let's look at the word deceitful, okay? Because just straight out the gate, we're looking at the word dishonest, okay? Now, dishonest means behaving or prone to behave in an untrustworthy or fraudulent way. What? <laughs> out the gate? dishonest yes so if we want to interject that here it says that the heart is dishonest that says a lot now if we wanted to we could just stop right there shut that whole conversation down you go back to your car i'm going back to my car thanks but no thanks so let's see what's up next untruthful okay Keep it in mind, we're talking about the heart, okay? Not the physical uh, organ that pumps the blood. No, we're talking about the heart of a man, that spirit, that true self, that character that's in there behind that smiley face, bypass that, okay? Okay, because long are the days, okay? Gone are the days that we look at somebody's outer appearance appearance, and think we're good to go. Absolutely not. Uh-uh. We got to wake up, okay? Because there are a lot of deceitful people in these last days. As a matter of fact, hold on, okay? Because these con men and women think they playing. Okay, hold on. Let me just, let me just pull up something here. Hold on. I'm, hold on. Come, come on. Give me a new page here. I want us to look at, hold on. Hold on. In the last days, what are people going to be looking like and what, what Paul told us, okay, about 
These people, hold on. Paul told us, I'm doing this in real time, folks, because he, like I said, when the Holy Spirit moves on me and he's leading us in a different direction and want us to know some things, here we go. Then that's the way we got to go because we ain't got time for these games. Uh-uh. We don't have time for our flesh to be kicking up and getting all stimulated behind someone else's hot mess. So if we look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, and this is what so this is what we gotta look out for in conjunction with Jeremiah 17, 9, 10. Okay, and in conjunction with what else I, I was talking about. What was out of scripture? So anyway, let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self. Okay. This is who we dealing with. Okay. This is who we dealing with. People who will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud. Come on now. Arrogant, abusive. Yeah, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, ungrateful, unholy, heartless. Now, look, we're talking about the heart, right? <laughs> Not only is it deceitful, it is heartless, unappeasable, because you can't satisfy a person like this. There is nothing you can do that will satisfy them. Even when you giving your level best, they will not be satisfied and look slanderous. Okay. Without self-control, they are brutal, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit because cause you can't tell them they ain't fine right swollen with uh swollen with conceit lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god and look okay we don't need to be around anybody who is ungodly and unholy and profane absolutely not okay what else to say Verse five, having, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Amen. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Like I said, we need to be mindful of who we are around, who we think that we are calling uh, lovers in our lives. No, that list right there. Paul said, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, avoid them. I don't care how fine he is. Men, I don't care what shape her body is looking like a brick house. Leave her alone. Leave him alone. So now, let's get back to my list, okay? We are breaking down the word deceitful because, see, today... We're in English class, okay? Language, arts, because 
we don't have time to be playing around with people who are stuck in their sins, especially when we are trying to stay on the straight and narrow path because God keeps telling us, bad company, thank you, Holy Spirit, will not maybe if, because you know, he's so fine. No, will corrupt good morals. And we got to come to our senses and stop sinning and do not be deceived by what this person is saying to us. And not only that, we can't deceive ourselves to think that we can be around these people and their activity won't affect us. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, absolutely. Why? Because our father is not a liar. Glory be to God. He is not a liar. So if he's telling us to avoid these people, then that's what we need to do. But Jesus, you got to understand, he dressed so nice. He drives such a nice car. He got a great job. Everybody loves him. Yeah. Okay, until you get him behind closed doors somewhere and that representative don't want to get up the next day to put on the show that he had been putting on for the past three weeks. Now, all of a sudden, ver- uh, what? Let me, let me get that. <laughs> let me get that. what I say? Yeah, 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 to 5. That man start showing up all of a sudden and we wondering what happened to the representative. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, let's get back to dissecting the word deceitful. Okay. Now what else we got here? Lying. Okay. Because let us first give the definition of deceitful because even though we think we know what it is, but let's just go back to class today deceitful guilty okay which is an adjective okay guilty of or involving deceit deceiving or misleading others and if we put that in a sentence here we go such an act would have been deceitful and irresponsible so we're looking at this adjective because it is describing the heart of a man. And it's no wonder we need to be born again. Our hearts are deceitful above all things. And so look, we're looking at lying. What? Yep, that heart of yours is lying. Okay, what else? Insincere. Okay, which means not expressing genuine feelings. What? Oh, you want to be fugazi? Yup, false. We all know what false is. Unfaithful, treacherous, you know, like a false liar or a false lover. What else you got? You know, of course, the word deceiving, because, right, meaning of a person cause someone to believe something that is not true. Typically, in order to gain some personal advantage. Okay, so now look, this is why, and I can't say this enough, okay? 
We got to leave them sons and daughters of disobedience alone because this is the heart that they are operating in, okay? And we need to leave them alone because they are intentionally on purpose duping us, okay, to gain a personal advantage, that could be anything. People need places to stay because they don't want to pay no rent. People want to have light and gas and cable on for free because they ain't trying to pay a bill, okay? And they will say and do anything to you in the bedroom so that you can be in la-la land while they are continuing in their deceit because it is in them. It is in their spirit to do this. Okay, so let's, let's move this along. Here we go. They are disingenuous. Oh, yes, they are. And that means that they are not candid or sincere, typically by pretending. Here we go. And this is that representative, okay? Typically by pretending that no one, no, by pretending that one knows less about something than one really does. <laughs> I bet they do. I bet they do. Look. What else we got? Uh, cheating, double dealing, underhand, crafty, cunning, sly. Now, this is what God is saying what's in a man's heart. And he's saying that this is the heart of a man, okay? Crafty, scheming, conniving, calculating. Let's see, calculating. Acting in a scheming and ruthlessly determined way. Listen, <laughs> these, uh, listen, I'm laughing, but this is in my heart too. And this is why we need to be born again. What else he got down here? Sneaky, tricky, crooked, a foxy, shady, slim. And you wonder why. That rapper title of his album and call himself Slim Shady. Yeah, I don't want to be around him. Absolutely not. What else we got up here? Subtle, fraudulent, fabricated, counterfeit, invented, trumped up, hollow, fake. What else is what else it got down here? Distorted, misleading, and misguided. Yeah, that's the heart that God describes over here in Jeremiah. So, now look, my people. We got all of that. So, huh, just reading that. it Now, doesn't that make you feel some kind of way that this, this is what God is saying, what our hearts are like from start to finish? The Bible outlines God's plan of salvation for all mankind centuries before the birth of Christ. Now look, Jeremiah, as he is affectionately <laughs> known as the weeping prophet. You want to know why he was weeping all the time? Because Israel and Judah and the people in Jerusalem could not stop their sin of idol worshiping. And God kept wanting him to go tell the people that if they don't stop it, if they don't start, stop cutting up, God is going to sin and have sent 
King Nebuchadnezzar, the terror from the north to come to take them away, to destroy them and kill them. So yeah, he was always crying out to God in lamentations, you know, because of what happened to Jerusalem. He saw with his own eyeballs, the temple burning down to the ground, you know? So yeah. I love Jeremiah, actually. I actually love reading in the book of Jeremiah because it let me know that God ain't playing and he will give you the business if you don't stop it. Glory be to God. So Jeremiah, he foresaw that the Gentiles would one day turn from idols to God during a time when his chosen people, Israel, would be set aside for a season due to their ongoing spiritual idolatry. And like us, Jeremiah could not understand why wickedness waxed worse and worse in the world and had to discover that the person whose heart turns away from God, okay? Because, you know, we just, we, uh, we just broke it down how deceitful that that heart is. But when that heart turns away from God to trust in man, it's cursed. They are unfruitful. They are barren and without hope. While the man who trusts his heart in the Lord is blessed indeed and likened to a well-watered tree that is planted by life-giving waters. Such a man will not be anxious in times of drought nor unfruitful despite the heat of the day. For cursed is the man who trusts in man. Because you see, to keep this all in context, when we get down to uh, verse 9 of Jeremiah 17. Be hold on. Let me go. Let's go get the word. Because all what I'm talking about was in relation to the scriptures. Hold on. I got to go all the way out to the front of the house. That's where I left my sword. Okay. So we're looking at Jeremiah 17. Hold on a second. Because... It needs to put us into context how he even started talking <clears throat> talking about the heart in the first place. Hold on. Here we go. So see, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat. Because see, we got to understand why he was talking about this heart the way that it is. Hold on. Why can I get this? I tell you, I'm, listen, it may seem like, <clears throat> excuse me. It may seem like I'm over the place, but I'm just being led by the Holy Spirit. So, like I said, I can have my own outline and my own agenda and whatnot, but um, we leave it up to the Lord. Oh, we <laughs> he's going to have us going places. So here we go. Okay, so starting off in the book of Jeremiah, uh, chapter 17, right? Um, he was talking about Judah's sin and the punishment. And so if we look at, okay, so go, okay. So if we go down to verse five, right? I'm talking about the wisdom from the Lord and verse five says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans 
who rely on human strength and turn their hearts from the Lord. See, because see, it's something, thank you, Holy Spirit, it's something that got to be in that heart that will want you to turn from the Lord. And verse 6, he says, they are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness all because that heart is being turned from the Lord in an inhabited salty salty land. Verse 7, but, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their help and I'm sorry, and made the Lord their hope and confidence. Verse eight, they are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Because you see, now that's the heart, thank you, Holy Spirit, that stays turned to God. And then we come down to verse 9, okay? Now he's talking about this heart. The human heart is the most deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine uh, secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. So if we put all that into context, we see the good heart, okay, that is turned to God because we know that that heart is blessed because we are trusted in the Lord. We have made the Lord our hope and confidence, and, you know, and we are like trees that's planted firmly along riverbanks where our roots reach deep down in the water because such trees, they're not going to be bothered by the heat. They're not going to be worried about long months of drought. Why? Because their leaves is going to stay green because it is focused on the Lord. Whereas the human heart who has turned, because let's see if we back up over here, right to verse five, where it says that cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans who rely on human strength. Nah, I'm not finna put my strength and my hopes in the mere man. Absolutely not. Not anymore. And turn. See? Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's the key because apparently at one time it was on the Lord, but we have now taken our trust and hope away from our Savior and put it back onto ourselves or put it back onto the government or put it back onto our spouse, anything that is not of God and turn our hearts away from the Lord. Oh, we're going to be in trouble. Okay. Oh, we're going to be in big trouble. And so uh, like us, like I was saying, Jeremiah had to learn that the heart of a man is more deceitful than anything else. And like Jeremiah, we see the results, praise the Lord, of individuals and nations who put their trust in men suffering the consequences of their ungodly choices. Because look, like I was saying, 
the outward appearances of a man may deceive us, but God alone, he understands the heart. We may not even know the true content of our own hearts, but the Lord our God knows what is in the heart of each one of us. Okay, because look, we are all fallen creatures, right? And although we praise and thank God that we have been saved by grace through faith in Christ, right? We have been made new creations in Christ and have been given his resurrected life. But guess what? Our old fleshly nature lusts against our new life in Christ and our new nature lusts against our old fleshy sinful self. So there is a constant war going on on the inside of us. But as born again believers who are living in the dispensation of grace, hallelujah, we have the permanently indwelling person of the Holy Spirit in our heart who will never leave us nor forsake us and he can never be taken away from us and you know what that brings me great comfort because when i look over here at jeremiah 17 oh it troubled me this morning and that is what inspired me to do today's podcast and so we see that how the holy spirit he would never leave us he would never fit, uh, forsake us, and he could never be taken away from us, as used to happen in the dispensation of the law. Nevertheless, knowing that the heart is more deceitful than anything else and desperately wicked, we should examine our heart to see if we are in the faith. Because let me tell you, we can easily deceive ourselves, especially when we're dealing with the false church, with the apostate preacher that says, you know what? I'm going to make y'all comfortable in your sins. I'm never going to talk about repentance. I'm never going to talk about if you don't stop it, you're going to hell. Nope. I'm going to tell you how you can live your best life ever. As a matter of fact, if you come by on Wednesday night, I'm going to give you eight steps to your financial future. Okay. And you will be deceived that everything is good to go. That if you, you know, if you stay in your sins, all you got to do is just say, you know what, Lord, forgive me and pull out First John 1, 9, out the back pocket, wave it in God's face and demand that he forgive you based on his word. Listen, we got to wake up, okay? Because this heart will lead us astray, especially if, thank you, Holy Spirit, if we are putting a faith in our own flesh that we can stop sinning anytime we feel like it, absolutely not. We need the Holy Spirit, okay? And we need the gift of repentance from God to give us the ability to not want to sin, to have that want to not to in us, in our front brains, in our heart, 
in the spirit, man, that when we are faced with a temptation, instead of giving it consideration, instead of giving it provision to stimulate this flesh in any kind of way, no, we pull on that gift and be like, yeah, I used to want that, but guess what? I don't want to want it. You understand that? I don't want to want it. Oh, it's sin in me, but I don't have to feed it. Glory be to God. I will starve you to death. And if you keep it up, we're going on a fast. Amen. So, like I said, we cannot put any confidence in our own flesh nor someone else's. And when we do that and when we turn from God, like I said, it ain't going to work out for us. So now look, knowing that that heart is more deceitful than anything else and it is wickedly, desperately sick, we should examine our hearts to see where we are in the faith, to see if we are walking in the spirit and truth, to see, like, you got to bust out that magnifying glass and really look to see if we are, in fact, trusting in anything other than the Lord Jesus who died for us. I keep telling y'all, listen, we are going to have to sacrifice some things. The Lord Jesus Christ sacrificed his whole entire life to come down to this sin-sick, disgusting, wicked of a world. And for all of y'all, just like my sister in Christ over there on Facebook said, who wants to keep celebrating a birthday on the 25th, which was not Jesus' birthday, why would we want to celebrate him coming into this wicked world? Amen. No, if anything, we celebrate and keep in remembrance his death, burial, and resurrection, okay, and, and his shed blood. That is what we put in our remembrance. And so, like I was saying, we got to keep in mind the horrendous death that Christ went through so that we can be reconciled through the Father, through his sacrifice, through his atonement for our sins. And so that is why in return, our response should be, yes, Lord, you're right. I am a sinner and I need a savior. Why? Because this heart is desperately wicked. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so when we look into this heart with that magnifying glass to make sure that we are trusting in Christ. Hold on. I got to put you on pause. There is somebody at my door. Hold on. Okay, everyone. I'm back there. I apologize. I just had to take a little break there. So. I was talking about how Jesus laid down his life for us as a sacrifice. And so what we need to do in response to all of that is say, yes, Lord, we are a sinner and we need saving. Because you see, sometimes that's what I don't understand. Why we don't fully submit. Because I know for me that it took a while a long while. I got saved back in 2002. And to be honest, it wasn't maybe up until last year sometime that I finally got the memo and the understanding of repentance. 
okay? Because the reason why I was having a whole bunch of trouble, even though, yes, I was saved, and yes, I had a love for the scriptures, and yes, I would talk with the Lord, and I've seen his, his wonderful works in my life, but it could have been a whole lot better. I wasn't operating in wisdom when it comes to people, okay, with this desperately sick, wicked heart that I'm thinking that, you know, if I can, here we go, ladies, somehow change him, okay, that don't work. Okay, if they if they not on their own on fire for the Lord, trust me, it's not gonna happen. And I was in violation of so many scriptures about being yoked with unbelievers. Um, what else? Uh, sexual sins. If you know what I mean. So no wonder I had so much problems going on in my life because I wasn't taking into consideration. Those who are in the last days, like we just saw over there in Timothy, who those people were, we I didn't take into consideration Jeremiah 17, 9, 10, exactly what that heart looked like. And so this is why we need to make better choices and come on over here to Christ so that now we can be operating in wisdom because if we are trusting in anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, we should ask him to search our hearts to see if there is any wickedness in us is there is anything that is wicked in us that needs to be cleansed and rooted out because you see only God knows and can fully know and understand our inner hearts may we submit to his purifying gaze and be ready and willing to say, purify my heart, O Lord, no matter what it may cost. And so my friends, in closing and in conclusion, we have to really examine where we are in the faith and where we are in the spirit. Because look, yes, we are born again, and yes, we have been saved, but guess what? This is still a sanctification process going on, because you see, Paul didn't say that instantaneously, once we become born again, we get it right, that this flesh is laid down, we ain't thinking about him no more, and we just off to the good life. No, because he tells us over there in the book of Romans in chapter 7 about the flesh and the spirit, they going at war with one another. That flesh, even though he's dead, he be trying to resurrect on a daily, okay? And if we walk in the spirit, meaning that we don't give heed to nothing this flesh is screaming for, because thank you, Holy Spirit, as a reminder. Anytime, okay, now for me, I'm going to give you an example how I know when I'm operating in the flesh if it feels too good about what I'm thinking or what I'm looking at or what I'm listening to and how this thing is affecting me, whether overstimulating me or getting on my nerves and making me upset, I'm in the flesh. And it's like, because see now, once you really repented and you have determined to put away the sin, 
when you now start walking in the flesh, you instantly feel the difference. To me, it's like a biological chemical change. It's like suddenly gone from peace and everything is all right. So you actually can feel it. It's like a physical metaphor. It's like a, met, a, a physical change in your chemical structure where you actually feel it. Like it really comes to life. And so I can pick it up instantly because if it's overstimulating me in some kind of way, I know that I'm in the flesh. And so that is why on a daily, we got to, we, we got to kill that feeling of temptation, anything that wants to pull us away from God that would turn us away from the Lord. Oh, we're going to be in trouble when we do that. Our seasons are going to be with heat and, and that burning wind, nothing's going to go right. You won't be able to think straight. You're constantly depressed. You're constantly mad at everybody. Everything is getting on your nerves. Nothing is working out. You have all kind of nightmare dreams. You start developing illnesses and sicknesses in your body. You don't know why your stomach is hurting all the time. Your heart hurt. Your back hurt. Your feet hurt. It's just a hot physical mess. So no. And now that we see just how deceitful that heart is, we can't look. Listen, okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I'm really trying to close, but that's him. Okay. It's not me. That's the Holy Spirit. Now look, if we if we take our eyes off of God and turn it to somewhere else, then this is what's going to happen. That heart, that deceitful heart, this is the realm that we are going to be operating in. And that will lead us back to the vomit, back to that broad way. And like I keep telling y'all, ain't nobody got time for that lake of fire. So no, we need to make sure that our eyeballs are on Jesus at all times at all times and we need to on a daily okay look into our hearts ask god is there anything in here that needs to be rooted out let's go on and get it out of the way amen okay so i want to end this in a prayer okay heavenly father thank you that i am your child and have been saved by grace through faith in christ Nonetheless, it is uncomfortable to realize that like all men, my heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. I pray that you would search my heart, my motives, my conscious thoughts, and even my unconscious imaginings to see if there is anything in me that needs to be rooted out purify my heart that I may pray in your wonderful son's name always. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so I ask that you will also pray this because we need to get this heart clean and right so that when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back for us, we will be found blameless, without blemish, without spot, and without stain. And so, my friends, I love you all, and I thank you for all of your continuous support on this podcast. 
And Father, I just thank you. I love your people too. So until next time, Lord willing, stop sinning, repent, and turn back to God. Amen. Amen. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.